This is Fayette Forward, where we discuss trails, transit, city planning, and anything else that's on our minds. Our goal is to keep Fayetteville moving forward in a positive, inclusive, and intentional way that benefits everyone who lives in this great city in the Ozarks. You ready? Come on in. Welcome to Fayette Forward. We are excited to welcome Herschel Hartford to the show today. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm here with my co-host and wife, Meredith. Hi, Herschel. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Meredith. It's good to, good to be here today. <laughs> We're still laughing a little bit because the lights have been flickering the entire time, so forgive us. Herschel, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you? Sure. I am a 20-year resident of Fayetteville. And I work for the University of Arkansas as the administrative support supervisor for the Department of Communication there at the university, where I've been working for the last 16 years. So, yeah, so it's been a a good time. I'm a father and grandfather and husband and general all-around good guy, I guess. (laughs) We think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and we met you actually uh, fairly recently at one of the active transportation committee meetings, and you had showed up uh, just like we did as a as a concerned concerned citizen. I don't know. That sounds like we're saying all these negative things, but more just an interested citizen. An interested citizen, an involved citizen. Yes, That's right. Active participant, if active you will. Active participant. Yes, indeed. Yeah. The uh, a- active transportation committee is very important to me because uh, they are making. Uh, well, they've already made some of Fayetteville even more accessible for me. Mm-hmm. I'm in a wheelchair. Um, I've been in a wheelchair for several years now, but uh, I have, uh, in the over the past year, really discovered the use of the trails with my wheelchair to make it to make the city more accessible to me. So, yeah, it's great. That's great. How did you discover the trails? Well, I I live near one of the trails, and I looked at the maps one day, and I thought, you know, I could go from here to there, and on in in my wheelchair, I think, and uh, so I just hopped on my wheelchair and just decided to take a ride to work on my wheelchair, and found out, hey, I could get from my house to the house to work in my wheelchair. I can get over to Walmart in my wheelchair. I can go up to the mall. I can, there are lots of things I can do. I can come down to Dixon Street on it. So making the city more accessible to me in my chair made it, I don't know, expanded my opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we have some transit here. Uh, we're looking at hopefully getting more transit here. The city is slowly but surely becoming more accessible to people who wouldn't otherwise be able to get around. Mm-hmm. So, do you what area of Fayetteville do you live in? I live just north of uh, Township and College okay. uh, over off of Sunset Road and Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and the city is doing some good work there. They're looking at improving Drake Street and putting trails to connect I saw that. into the trail. So that's going to be a great opportunity for me because it's it's going to 
even add to my access to the trails right. from there. So. And we've been talking recently about east-west connectors because, you know, you have the north-south greenway. And the more east-west connectors we have, the more accessible it is for all these little neighborhoods and pocket neighborhoods. So that's exciting to see that, and especially because it's going to benefit you as well. Absolutely. And, and it benefits a lot of folks. I know the one east-west connector that I've used... I actually was at a meeting at uh, Butterfield Trails uh-huh. where there are folks there um, that I know that that live in that area. And one day I just thought, well, you know, there's a trail back there. I can take that trail from there to my house and never have to worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a great opportunity. It allows, again, accessibility for people mm-hmm. who maybe don't have a car or have some some issue that that doesn't make it easy for them to travel here in Fayetteville. So I'm, I'm really pleased with it. That's great. How were you getting around before you discovered the trail system? I was either getting around by someone picking me up in a vehicle that could handle my wheelchair, mm-hmm. or my wife was driving me somewhere. And while I appreciate the convenience of being able to ride in a car and things like that, I think that one of the big things that a lot of people struggle with in Northwest Arkansas is as we grow, the traffic becomes more and more. And having grown up in uh, Colorado, I know that not just the quality of life with the traffic, but the air quality and everything else has been vastly impacted by a big growing area out there. And it's affected the beauty, it's affected the just the general quality of life, and I don't want to see that happen here in northwest Arkansas. I think there are lots of opportunities for us to begin to think about ways to not only cut down on the traffic, but to cut down on our impact on the environment here in northwest Arkansas. For sure. And when you're on the trails in your wheelchair, do you ever see others in wheelchairs and things like that? I've seen a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some folks in some mo- mobility scooters and yeah. things like that. You know, it's it's kind of nice, and the cyclists have all been very friendly, and the and the uh, the folks walking the trails have been friendly, and so I, I like it because I like to be able to. You know, I'm one of those people. Some people walk the trails and they just walk the trails. I'm one of those people that goes the trails and I say hello to people yes. as I go by. I wave and yeah, say hi and say, how you doing? You know, and just have <laughs> yeah. a good day. You know, I knew so, I liked you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this. That that's one of the things that we want to see continue as the area grows is saying hi to people and smiling. Because, I mean, you know, having lived in big cities, it doesn't happen nearly as much because you get really focused on getting where you're going and you're busy and everybody's around. You see so many people that you get almost overwhelmed by having to say hi to everyone because there are so many. So we hope that as the area grows, people do continue that trend. And I think the trails help that because the trails, you by definition, will see fewer people than you would on a busy street. So hopefully you have a little more of that neighborhood camaraderie and things like that. Sure. Well, and I'm a big believer in the fact that community is about relationships it's not about location yeah it's not about income it's not about any other thing that that goes around community is about relationships and we live in a society and a time when technology and other things like that tend to separate us from one another and 
I think that being together with people is more important Mm -hmm. um, to build community and to make neighborhoods a better place. Definitely. On the topic of neighborhoods, do you feel like there's a sense of community in your current neighborhood? And if there's not much, what do you think could help that sense of community? Well, I think the the first thing in, in my neighborhood, I feel like there is the potential for a bigger community. Neighbors talk to one another mm-hmm. a little bit and that sort of thing. There are some activities a couple times a year in the neighborhood, which are, you know, bring people together. I think the biggest thing that neighborhoods can do is to just stop for a minute and think about each other and think about ways to get together, ways to connect with one another, ways to talk, ways to interact, and and be welcoming to new people that come into the neighborhood. I lived in another neighborhood here in town where I lived for about 12 or 13 years, and I, I knew almost no one. Mm. Uh, you know, people didn't talk. They all stayed inside and everything mm-hmm. like that, and I recognized that we do tend to be uh, an insular society these days. But I think it's important for us, not only in the sense that we help each other in times of of grief, trouble, and issues, but I think it's also just in general, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel better when we know the people around us. So often, because we keep people at, at a distance, we don't trust anyone. Mm-hmm. And and the more at a distance we keep them, the more we're like, well, I don't, I don't want to mess with that because I, you mm-hmm. know, and and I don't, I don't like that. I, I I like to trust people. I like to, you know, talk to people. I like to think that 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 we're generally a good society, uh, in spite of what media might tell you, news media might tell you. It's generally good people here in Fayetteville. They're, you know, unique. Um, they all have different backgrounds and things. And we have to weave that tapestry together to be the kind of picture of what Fayetteville can really be. I so agree with that. And we're really close with our neighbors and we're constantly kind of talking with them and plotting with them. How can we get our family and friends to move on to this block? But I love your point of making an effort to reach out to the people who might be a little bit more inclined to stay in. And maybe they're just shy, maybe just a little bit more reserved or uh, whatever causes them to choose to stay in. We really tend to do one or two block parties a year for Mm -hmm. the block. And those, we have such a blast. I love that feeling that if something, like you said, if grief is a factor, someone loses a parent that just happened to someone on our block, Mm -hmm. we can all rally, drop off cards, drop off food if you need to, watch their pets. And I agree. I think you have to try to make that happen. It's not just going to happen on its own. And we even saw during COVID what happens when our social ties are broken. And we needed to do that. Obviously, there was a deadly virus going around. But I think we probably learned a lot of lessons during that time about the importance of safely continuing our relationships from, you know, a safe distance with masks or whatever you need to stay healthy, but also not 
completely become cut off from society. We we had a few friends who kind of lost their mind during that time. All of us did, I think. <laughs> yeah, just, we all did to some degree. You know, I, you know, there were there were days that I kept thinking to myself, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how long I've been doing this. Did I do that? I don't know. Um, and I think that, you know, community is intentional. Yes. It doesn't happen... It, it rarely happens spontaneously. Mm-hmm. It is intentional. It is people reaching out to people that makes all the difference. I agree. Absolutely true. So switching gears just a little bit, I wanted to ask you about something. When we first met you, you were in, I think you called it the Pope Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and I, we, I wanted to ask about that because it, it's such a great thing it's basically well can you you can describe it maybe for the audience my wife called it the pope mobile the first time we saw it because those of you that have watched the pope's little jeep that goes around they have this bubble that goes over the top of it when it's raining or something like that well this is a foldable plastic housing that slides over the wheelchair and over me so that I'm able to go out in the rain and it has three sides of plastic with little zippered windows and the thing like that. It's very difficult to hold an umbrella while working a wheelchair. And this allows me to work the wheelchair without having to worry about that. Uh, allows me to see out, gives me plenty of, of opportunity to do that. Plus it also opens up so that there are windows there so that I can uh, breathe if it you know if it stops raining I can zip open the thing and you know get some fresh air in there and everything like that but uh, it's a pretty cool little device it folds up into a tiny little package and then springs open when I need it nice. to spring open and slide over the top so I can go out in inclement weather um, it's real easy to see because the backside of it is bright red and the top <laughs> is bright red so uh, it kind of makes me very visible to folks when I'm out on trails or mm-hmm. on the sidewalks or crossing the street and that sort of thing. So it's yeah. excellent. That is great. And that brings up a question of trail safety in general. When it's not inclement weather, do you feel like you are easily seen on the trail or have you had any sort of feelings like people don't see you in time, especially some of those bridges when you go under them? There's a bridge, there's a particular bridge uh, under the highway. Uh, just after you pass the hospital on on the trail. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, in the past, just taken a headlamp and put it on so that people can see me because the entrance to that ramp is kind of a blind entrance on both both sides of it. And sometimes folks come through, and they're going pretty fast, and it's a little hard to see, but I, I've been pretty pretty lucky with that. The biggest problem for me is that sometimes I get distracted when I'm on the trails and I'm kind of watching the scenery. Oh yeah. And uh, of course my joystick is, you know, I'm going forward and usually I'm going straight, but sometimes I'll kind of look off to one way and my thumb pushes the <laughs> the joystick over and I'll hear somebody pass it on the left. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm clear on the other side of the trail, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, uh, I have to I have to be careful like uh, with that, but uh, I, I think most of the people they they tend to be you know fairly aware of their circumstances and aware of what's going on, and I really haven't had any real issues as far as that goes. Uh, I think that 
uh, uh, one of the things that I would like to see on the trails a little bit is some way that I could kind of pull off to the side somewhere at some point because when I stop, I kind of take up that whole lane. And so, so if I could kind of pull over to the side a little bit more, it would be helpful in that, in, in that, but that's uh, a really good idea. Just thinking about that, even in the summer, if you're completely, you know, independent and mobile and everything, it just would be really helpful to anybody for whatever reason on the trail to have those pull off sections so that you can just pull over and let someone pass you. My parents were just here and my aunt and they are all senior citizens. And I can't tell you how many times I kept saying, okay, stay to the right, pair off, kind of like a buddy system, mainly because if someone isn't used to using the trail, they are automatically going to kind of spread and take up the whole width of the trail, or at least to your point, the the whole length of the right side of the trail. And so it would be really nice for elderly people or anybody who needs a reason to pull off, to have a place to go and not feel like they're holding anybody else up. Sure. And there are benches along the side. Mm -hmm. I know that there are benches along the side, but you know, if you had a place to pull your your bike off Mm -hmm. or pull your wheelchair off or whatever, strollers, strollers, anything like that, you know, it would make it just, just a little bit nicer to do that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, Just like a little, little nook, a little carve out, just something. And, and that's actually something we talked about, I think on our first episode about just having these like little carve outs where you could have a, maybe a little food cart, not necessarily a truck, but just a little cart like serving coffee or something. But you could also use these in the same capacity for this purpose. So Mm -hmm. uh, kind of a multi-purpose. Yeah, yeah, a cover for for someone who doesn't have a pope mobile. Right. So someone it's, can pull off. You, yeah. You get a you get a pop up shower that pulls up. You can pull <laughs> off underneath, and you know, and and that's important. Uh, I think it. I think it's really the the design of the trails is great. You know, there are just little things that would spruce it up even a little sure. bit more. So what are some of those things? Because that's a a big thing we wanted to find out from you is your ideas and your thoughts on how to make it the best possible version moving forward for for everyone. And not just the trails, but also transit, the bus system, whatever sure. you've used, you know, what are some areas of opportunity for improvement? Sure. And also what's worked, what's been great? Like what are things, you know, you've lived in multiple places within the city, you've lived in other places. Are there things that we're doing better or worse and that we could, you know, improve? Well, I think I think the biggest improvement that that we could do in Fayetteville, the trails are great sidewalks in some of the neighborhoods yes. are super and in other places they just stop yeah. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the south um <laughs> i i was i was riding along one day and i got to the end of a block and the sidewalk just ended shell silverstein would be proud yeah it would be uh, yeah it's a, yeah yeah <laughs> this is where the sidewalk ends um but it makes it a little bit difficult i tried going down college uh college avenue one day from oh the harps just off of college there mm-hmm. and uh i started up the sidewalk and i got past the goodwill there and it went to rock and then from rock, it went to grass. And then from grass, it sort of went nowhere. And and you find yourself trying to figure out whether you try and muddle on forward, hoping to find more things, or turning around and going back the other direction. Um, and while my chair has a pretty good motor on it, it goes about 18 miles you know, on a charge, you start thinking about 
how many miles did I go this way if I have to turn around and go back? You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. As far as transit and the trails and everything else, the bus system is really nice to be able to use. Uh, I wish it had more buses Mm -hmm. Um, because there's to get to downtown, there's one bus. Mm-hmm. And that one bus takes an hour to go from one end into the other end. And so the ability to get places, I recognize that bus systems have that problem no matter where they are, but to have more buses going in those directions. The university has a bus system that runs quite a few more buses than ORT runs, mm-hmm. and that's helpful. I know they're struggling with drivers. A lot of be, a yeah. lot of places are struggling with drivers. By the way, if anybody's listening and you're looking for a job, I know there are lots of, of bus companies that are looking for mm-hmm. bus drivers. Yeah. So they, they pay decently too. Yeah, they do. They they've raised their wages and everything else. And so check those out if you would, because we need more bus drivers so that we can have more buses. Mm-hmm. I would like to see. I know there's been talk in the past uh, about a a sort of a light rail system for northwest Arkansas. That would be fabulous to be able to go from Bentonville or even up up to Bella Vista all the way down here to Fayetteville, you know, because this area is growing. It's growing together. Yeah. A a light rail system could improve the conditions on the highways Mm -hmm. because the highways get jammed up and everything like that. If you had a light rail system, People could go from one place to the other and and get there without uh, a lot of, you know, traffic and everything like that. Uh, I think that would be an excellent thing. I know the trails go nicely between here and Bentonville, but if you're going to, if you're working in Bentonville and living in Fayetteville, you probably need to have a gym in Bentonville so that you can take a shower when you get up there. Yes. <laughs> And it will take you quite a while. Yes, exactly, exactly. But, but you know, a, a simple light rail system would yeah. be helpful. Again, more buses, always. I would say that some of the nicest people, though, that I know are the bus drivers for ORT yes. and for uh, Razorback Transit. They're great folks. They're very helpful, outstanding folks, and, and I appreciate the service they provide. That's great. And, and so they have all the right equipment to make sure the wheelchair can get on and yeah, all the buses are uh, are accessible. They mm-hmm. have a, a a ramp that lets get you get out. There are seats that fold up that you pull into, and they can lock your wheelchair in place so that it doesn't, you know, roll around or something like that. That's and great. the the biggest issue for the buses, other than that, is bus stops getting off on the bus. Mm. There are some bus stops that are great. They have a nice concrete pad. They have an easy way to go. There are other bus stops that are just sort of stuck on the side of the road, and there's not a good way to get out of them and that sort of thing. So improvement of the bus stops is something that I'd like to see as well. That is a great lead-up to my next question because I wanted to find out if you have an issue like that where you have identified a barrier, what from your experience has worked well or not so well in terms of making your voice heard and and getting those things addressed? Well, First of all, my voice usually gets heard because it's a pretty big voice. <laughs> yes. But I am, I, I don't want to say that I'm a complainer because I, I'm somebody who believes that you need to point things out. But if I'm going to point something out, 
I want to be involved in making the difference. I was very pleased. Uh, one day I was just extremely frustrated about getting around. Mm -hmm. And I sent a, I'm a social media person, and I sent a thing that said to all my, to all the city council and the mayor and everybody else that said, hey folks, what's going on here? I was surprised that I got an email and a phone call almost immediately from uh, Dane at the Mobility yeah. Transit. Dane called me and he said, he said, I'm interested in what you're talking about here. Could we schedule an appointment? And he came on his bike and I said, let me show you how I get around. And so I went in my wheelchair. He went on his bike. We looked at things. I made you know, comments about different things. And he not only took my input, but he's taken that input and shared it with other people to try and help make a difference in these things. That's, again, one of the beauties of Fayetteville is that it's a, sm it's a smaller town, so people get things done in terms of that. I'm, I'm not fighting City Hall over something, <laughs> yeah. you know, as it were. And I think the city is interested in these sorts of things. When we talk about, you know, transit, they're interested in transit. They see what the problems are. They need input. And I think that's one of the things that the citizens of Fayetteville need to recognize and citizens in Northwest Arkansas need to recognize is that most of the local governments are looking for your input. Mm -hmm. They are not they're, they're not here to decide what's going to happen and you have to deal with it. In fact, in most instances they are they are begging for people mm -hmm. to come and do the surveys, go to the meetings, give their opinions on things. Uh, it doesn't mean that every opinion you have is going to be one that they undertake, but unless you share those opinions, then all you're doing is just complaining. And, and that just, that's, that just doesn't do any good. You know, I it, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and quick plug for Speak Up Fayetteville, which is one of the services through the local government, they are constantly soliciting feedback and they're really short kind of punchy surveys that don't take very long. And I recognize that most people don't have the flexibility in their schedules to necessarily attend a meeting in the middle of the day on a weekday or even on a weekend. That's not going to work for everybody's schedule. But what's nice is social media, like everything else in this world, can be really good or really bad. But if you follow the Fayetteville government page on, I believe, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials, all the socials, they are constantly announcing when they're seeking feedback. So you can even zoom into a lot of their meetings if you happen to have a desk job or you can go and take their surveys online or even, I don't know, get creative, send a friend in your, uh, in your honor. There and you go. Exactly. See if they'll go and put those red dots on things you don't like or the green dots on things you do like. Yeah, and we've been to a few of those, and, and it's really nice. I mean, that's one of the things we love about this area is, like you're saying, it's just they do actually seem to care. I mean, you know, I'm sure sometimes people are a pain, and, you know, they don't want to hear everything, but they, they also do. Like, you know, it might be hard to hear sometimes some of the things that people want to say, but they have they realize, okay, this is a real problem. This is something we have to, to consider, and, and they're to their credit, they're very good about that. Right, and, and I know that, like you say, everybody's opinions are not – you know, everybody's opinions are heard. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's, that's the thing for me. It's not about you all have to have this opinion. It, everybody's opinions are heard. They may not all be agreed with, but everybody's opinions are heard around here. And I think that's so important because as a community, we need to understand each other. We need to see what's going on. We need to hear the frustrations of people on all sides of issues so that we can find a way to work together, to live together. Again, it's about relationship. Mm -hmm. It's all about relationship. Yeah, we always talk about how with any disagreements, whether it's political or in, in the city planning sphere, whatever it is, most people have the same end goal in mind. They just have completely different ways of going about it, right? You know, with traffic is a great example. You know, there's there's data on when you widen a street, it actually causes induced demand. You can actually get more traffic, and so sometimes it doesn't solve the problem of traffic flow. And and then, but it's counterintuitive in some ways. So when you, know, you get complaints when people when they widen, you get complaints when it when they have a road diet where it gets less. You know, that's happening right now with um, Archibald Yell, soon to be Nelson Hackett Boulevard. Sure. Um, you know, but the people that are that are looking into all this stuff, they do under, they do know what they're doing, and, and sometimes decisions seem difficult. They seem weird. They might seem counterintuitive, but most of the time there is a method to the madness, and there mm-hmm. is an end goal. And I think everyone has to just agree that the end goal is the same. We all want to see the same things. We want to reduce traffic. We want to uh, increase the ability for people to walk and bike and get around in a wheelchair safely and mm-hmm. cross streets safely and reduce pedestrian fatalities, all the things that you know, are important to people. And it's just, we all have different ways of going about it. So we just have to get a seat at the table and talk about it. Right. And, uh, you know, to, to that end, when we talk about it, we, and we listen to each other, not when we talk at each other, when we <laughs> listen to one another, we find that exactly. We want a better quality of life mm-hmm. for everyone. Yes. And you may see it one way and I may see it another way, but in the end, we want a better quality of life. And at that point, we can agree on what we want Mm -hmm. and then find the compromises we need to find to make it work for everybody. Yeah. And I think if everybody's listening, at least if the resulting action that's taken is is hard to understand for some folks that may not understand the, the reasons why it was made the way it was, at least if everyone's talking to each other and listening, then maybe people can talk about it and try to understand each other and why it was done the way it was, rather than just knee-jerk reacting with, like, government is evil or, or the citizens are evil or whatever it might be. I think there's always that, that knee-jerk. Yeah, well, and, and we have to remember that government is citizens, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I always I always get frustrated when people say yeah, the government is out to get us. It reminds <laughs> me of that old cartoon back in the '60s where Pogo, where he says, "We have found the enemy, and they are us." <laughs> um, you know, I, we we have to understand that it is people, and it's us. We voted for these people. They are acting based on what they think is the best way to do things. Yeah. And. They can only act in the way that we want if we are letting them know what we want. Yes. You just brought up memories of my grandmother saying, I'm not a mind reader. Because mm-hmm. she would always say, you have to communicate. If if you're going to get upset about something, but you never told somebody, 
how you felt or your preferences. It's like when someone gets mad at where the dinner, you know, oh, I didn't want to go out for this meal, but you never said what you did want to go out to eat that night. I'm not explaining it super well. Yeah, I get it. Well, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, somebody says, somebody says, hey, what would you like for dinner? Yeah, I don't care. And then (laughs) they serve you something and you go, I did not want to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I didn't tell you I don't eat meat or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And so I, you know, I think we have to think about that. I think also, as we're looking, clearly we are growing. Mm -hmm. All all of Northwest Arkansas Mm -hmm. is growing, and it's not likely to stop. But I'm hoping that we can all pause a moment and take a breath and recognize progress is not necessarily just the end-all, be-all. Sometimes we have to take a look at at what cost— are we progressing? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said I'm from Colorado, mm-hmm. and and when I grew up in Colorado, you could stand on the front porch of my house in Longmont, Colorado, and on a nice clear day, you could see Pikes Peak, which is some 250 miles from there, wow. clearly. Yeah. The last time I was in Colorado... I could not see the Front Range Mountains until after I got halfway through Denver because of the smog and the and the and everything that's there. Yeah. Now, granted, they have some they have some effects that besides the traffic, they have some weather effects that cause that to happen. But it has become this urban sprawl mm-hmm. that goes from northern Colorado down to Colorado Springs, where it's just house after house after house after apartment complex after mall after shopping center after everything else and the quality of life that people knew is not there mm-hmm. neighborhoods disappear the uniqueness disappears mm-hmm. in the sprawl mm-hmm. And I think that I think that we need to think about those things as we move forward, because you can have progress without destroying mm-hmm. the aesthetics, the culture, the understandings of who you are. You know, for the last few years, the big thing has been, oh, we're in the top 10 places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think that, you know, that's great. And it brings people here and it brings all of this. But each year that we grow and change, we find that we drop lower on the list of sure. most livable places. Right. And which I think partly is housing affordability. And I think that's a big factor, but also mm-hmm. like these other things you're talking about, you know, Increased absolutely. Traffic. There is a cost, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when people, when people who are working blue collar jobs here in Fayetteville can't afford to live here in Fayetteville where they work, it becomes less of the place that it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First time I came to Fayetteville was in 1976. I was in the sixth grade. Came with a church group from Houston, Texas. I and they were doing a a project here in town. Um, we stayed at the 
Central Methodist Church, and we worked around town fixing houses and things, and we went up to Mount Sequoia, and we worked on that. That was the Methodist camp at the time. We worked on that, and we did that, and it was a it was a little town. I mean, it was yeah. a, that was what it was. It was it, it was the like Mayberry, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was it was like Mayberry for for Andy Griffith fans out there, and I loved it. I thought it was great, and I came back here in uh, several times, and. Then in 2002, I moved here, and I still had that hometown feel to it. And in in many ways, uh, it is a hometown for me because it's the place I've lived longer than anywhere I've lived in my entire life. And I honestly believe that it can maintain some of that feeling and understanding and still be a vibrant, growing place. You just did like the best description of what we want to cover on this podcast. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, we talk about this probably every single day. Maybe that says how riveting our conversations are, but we talk about this constantly, how if you live in a city, it's either growing or it's shrinking. And so you're either thriving or you're dying. And it's not really going to stay the same. It would be wonderful if we could freeze some of our favorite places exactly as they were in a point in time. I mean, my mom's hometown, if I could freeze it when I was a kind of a young tween and their little thriving downtown square, although my mom would argue probably 30 years earlier than that. Sure. But I think we have these visions of what we would love to just freeze in time and make it last forever. But that's just not the case. And I think with lists like that coming out, incidentally, we didn't even know about that list when we heard about the area. But since then, we've paid so much attention and noticed that it's been dropping and dropping and dropping. And I think it's just really important when you move into a new area to be part of kind of preserving what attracted you to that area in the first place. We've talked about things like neighborhood cores, creating little mini urban cores to create that sense of place where you can maybe hop on a bus from your little neighborhood core to get where you want to go to another neighborhood core. We've talked about saying hello on the trails before. Do you have any other ideas for how to maintain the culture and the things that you love about a city as it grows and as, as people just kind of, it feels like they're flooding in? Well, I, I think the first, thing you, it, the, the first thing you have to do is you have to be involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 personal involvement is the, the, the major thing if you're just sitting at home and saying oh man they're just ruining Fayetteville it's just not what it used to be oh I remember when and so you know we can all do that or the Facebook comments oh yeah (laughs) well and I will have to say that I do I mean I just this week posted a thing on Facebook (laughs) everyone does we're all guilty but some some people are worse than others I, I took a picture of of the new parking deck Beautiful, Which, beautiful structure. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Well, the, the tower goes really high. Yeah. And you used to look across Fayetteville, and you saw Old Main up on the hill, which I always thought was kind of riveting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a tower that just cuts through the middle of that view right now, and I'm, it's a lot taller than the rest of the, the parking deck. And I was like, why did... 
we feel like we needed that. I don't understand. And uh, and so I, I I said, look, folks, we we got to think about these things. I don't know who decided this or whatever, but you know, we got to think about these things. And so I think that we can, you know, say something, be a part of those things. I think also, uh, like I said, I've been here 20 years, going on 21 years. I don't consider myself a native because I was told that until I'd been here 25 years, <laughs> I, I couldn't call myself a Fayetteville Is resident. Is that the arbitrary cutoff? I don't know. That was what I was told when I first moved <laughs> We've here. We've got a while to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought if you're a native, you had to be born somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, that, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't say you were from Fayetteville. Somebody told me when oh, I first okay. got here, you couldn't say you were from Fayetteville until you'd been here 25 okay, years. And I was yeah. like, okay, fair enough. I get okay. that. I get that. I think that we have to all recognize that change happens. Mm -hmm. But I think we have to think about the change and we have to think about why. Just because we can do something does not mean that we should do something, you know? I, I think that parking is an issue at times for people, but I think that if you improve transit, mm -hmm. if you build a better way to get around, then you don't need as much parking because mm -hmm. people don't drive as much. Oh, yeah. you speak in our language here, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I think that, you know, rather than planning for lots more cars, mm -hmm. let's, let's be planning for how we get people around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one nice thing I do want to say, the parking deck, at, for as, as bad as it is visually, yes. uh, the upside of it, that will throw, throw something positive into it, is that they are going to convert the old parking lot into a green space, which yes. hopefully is going to be very nice. It's going to be beautiful. I, I hope that it will be. I hope that it will be beautiful. I was. I, the more I see of it, I keep thinking to myself... It looks like a hotel on either side with a courtyard, and I'm and I'm worried that <laughs> yeah. that we're 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 planning for a big green space, but we could also put hotels, and we could also <laughs> do this, and we could also yeah, do yeah. this, and it everything shrinks down. You know, uh, we we have to be careful that we don't pave over our paradise. Yeah. You know, we're unpaving paradise. That's, yeah, so unpaving that's the thing paradise. I was bragging yeah. to my parents and yeah. aunt about when they were here because yeah. there's a creek running right under that parking lot. Right. And dad and I were singing, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Yeah. But we're, we're going to unpave that up. it. I know. And so that's ho the thing that gives us hope. And hopefully yeah. that's mm -hmm. where, you know, it's a net positive, I hope. And, yes. I, and your concerns are completely valid. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to go over, you don't want to do everything just because, like you said, just because you can. But right. if, if there is a case to be made, then mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. We can. You know, sure. I'm also feeling that food hall that I keep hearing about. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm feeling the food hall. I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the arts. I'm yes. feeling all yeah. of this. I, I love that. I, I love the opportunities. I want to make sure that it's that what we're what we're buying is is yeah. what we're you know right. I, I don't want to be sold. <laughs> you know, false bill of goods. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You know, I, I and and again. Not that government is bad. Government is us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when we don't get involved, exactly. right, we get what we deserve. Yeah. Yes. And, and mm -hmm. I, I think that's a great takeaway, though, is just everyone listening is, mm -hmm. you know, get involved. If you, if you have a problem with something, don't just sit there and complain. Like, you know, even if it's just little things, you can talk to people, learn more about it, talk, you know, get involved, run for 
you know, join a council, join a join a committee, join a committee, committee. A committee. Yes. you know, do do something that you know makes you feel like you're making a difference. So. Go to a committee meeting, write a letter, yes. make a phone call. Yeah. You know, do the things that you need to do to be involved. Yes, mm-hmm. isn't there fix it? What's it called? The the fix it Fayetteville or get it fixed? Is that uh, what it's called? No. Get it done. Get it done. Get her done. Get her done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's yeah. Some... Let's just call it the get her done. Yeah, yeah we'll the, link to it in the yeah. show it's notes. It's not that. I'll link to it in show notes, but, but just let's go with get, yeah. get her done. Get because her done. we'll see yeah. things that are broken from time to time. We live near one of those bike signals. Yeah. And from time to time, it just, it's like these lights where we're recording. They just, it goes on the blink. And so... But it's really easy to get it addressed. All you have to do is fill out this thing online that I don't think most of our community even knows exists. Right. So it's just really nice to know from your perspective what some of the ways you've gotten involved have been. I know you've gone to the active transportation committees. Are there any other groups when you say join a committee that you would recommend someone get involved with? Well, they're all, I mean, there are committees about just about everything in this town. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There are planning committees. There's the the TV committees, there's mm-hmm. this committee, there's Historic, that committee, yeah. you know, and Fayetteville has those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that in all the communities that I've lived, Fayetteville does a, a better than average job of promoting that they have these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we don't pay attention to those to those opportunities as much yeah. as we should. I see a lot of people participating in these committees. I see a lot of the same names from time to time mm-hmm. that just, you know, this person is this and they always hear. And it's not that con- continuity isn't good, but if we're going to represent the community, then we need to be joining these things and mm-hmm. adding our input, adding our our new ideas and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And adding some of our, you know, those of us that are long-term residents want to also say, hey, not for nothing, but we'd really rather not, you know, do, rather not have this happen to this area because this is part of who we are. You know, this is part of who Fayetteville is. And I think that you can, you can also speak up for those things you want to keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's important to have kind of a mix of people who've been here a long time, a short time, and maybe even brand new, just having their voices heard because you're bringing in a, you're bringing in so many different perspectives, whether you've been born and raised and you've seen this place change for the better and for the worse, whether you've been here six years, 15 years, almost 25 years or more, or you're just brand new, but you came from maybe a super walkable and transit-oriented city where you can bring in all these fresh ideas. I think everybody's voice is valuable and worthy of being heard, and it's really up to us to make sure that we speak up. Speak up Fayetteville. So I actually looked up the name of the application is C-Click Fix. C-Click Fix. Yes, very rolls off the tongue. But if you download that app on your phone, you can just take a picture of, like, say, something that's broken or graffiti or anything in the city that you see. You, it GPS tags you. You put the photo, and it'll submit it to the city. And I've used it multiple times. I did it for a clogged sewer drain. I did it for a broken signal. They got it fixed within most of them within days. Sometimes it takes longer, but they'll put a little uh, comment on your ticket and say, you know, we've received your your submission and we're working on it great. and it's great it's great so i just wanted to give that another plug excellent we can still call it get her done get her done <laughs>
I like get her done. Yeah. Get her done. <laughs> well, they really thank you for coming on and your perspective. And before we close things out, what is one simple thing everyone in Fayetteville can do today to make it a better city? Say hello to everyone you meet. Ah, yeah, that's mine that was hers. Too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's great. I so agree with that. But I'm also from a smaller city in the South, and I think I was raised to say hello to people, and that's always been in my blood, and I've never felt at home at places unless that's the culture, whereas some of my friends who were raised in areas where you avert your eyes and don't say hello feel really creeped out when they come and visit. So, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but to maintain our culture and make it a better place, I'm so with you. And what is an organization that you would like to sh- shout out? Is there anything that you just love in Fayetteville? It could be anything, honestly, that you just love and you want to share with people. Gosh, there's so many because this is a great, this is a great, um, the folks at the Seven Hills Homeless Center, Mm -hmm. they, they, they're fabulous over at the university, the folks at the Jane Gerhardt Food Pantry, uh, good, good folks there. There's just so many. I have a particular fondness for my home church, St. Paul's Episcopal Church. It's a great church here in town. Uh, and so, uh. So, yeah. So those are some of the good places that I... But Faithville's just got so many that it's just a a fabulous place. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to leave us with before we close up? It's never as bad as you think it is. And if you say hello, you can make it better. Yes! Man, that is great. Boom! That's a mic drop moment there. That is. That is. Well, thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. We really had a great time having you on, and we're excited to share this with our listeners. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.